0: You're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour, on Kootenay Co-op Radio.
1: And this week, we are going to play an interview that Jeff did with a young homeless man in Victoria. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to prelude that with a little... Prelude? Yeah, with a little explanation. what is happening and the reason why this young man asked to be interviewed and uh, we have ultimately shared that interview on uh, YouTube as well Mm -hmm. is because there is something going on in Victoria with a group of young people um, basically torturing uh, homeless people. And this young fellow has been targeted and wanted to share his story in the hopes that something could be done. Um, They've kind of made it into a game where they they coordinate themselves online and they they run a scenario where they target one particular homeless person and try to entrap them into committing some form of crime.
0: And there's violence involved as well.
1: So, yeah, it sounds really, really crazy and really... um, Unpleasant, but after having had a couple of different conversations with this young fellow, Jeff uh, decided that he believed him and yeah, definitely he wanted to share his story. So it's not all uh, murder and mayhem; it's not all uh, bad stuff. Where we're, yeah, we're also there's actually a about, lot
0: of positive s- yeah. uh, stuff in the he's, in the interviews.
1: So. He's talking about yeah, what he's learned from the experience and what he's yeah. learned from being homeless and uh, how we might all treat the homeless differently. So um, we'll play that. I'm going to play it in four different segments. And uh, this is the intro where he's explaining what's going on. And the group he calls the superheroes because that's what they've...
0: That's what they call them named themselves. Yeah.
1: It sounds like listening to him on this topic, it kind of sounds like they see themselves as the good guys and they're eliminating the the homeless by basically putting them in jail. Creating these false scenarios where they will be able to entrap them and get them off the street. Yeah. But, of course, being one of the homeless, Thaddeus sees it differently. So Exactly.
0: Now, I will apologize in advance. The audio quality is really crappy. I recorded it in the foyer at the library in downtown uh, Victoria. Yeah. And there were a lot of people milling around and there was a lot of ambient noise, and I did my best to filter out all of that, but it's not perfect, so it, it bear brought, with
1: you. It's another thing that brought home to me the, the plight of the homeless, because he has no privacy yeah. and no way to get privacy. So we had to interview him on his turf.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so go ahead and hit play. All right. This is a special edition of Shift Happens. Empower Hour. I'm currently in Victoria. Anna is in meetings, and I've taken the opportunity to meet some of the local people, and Thaddeus is one of those people. Hello, Thaddeus. So I met Thaddeus last night. He was close to the hotel where I'm staying. And my heart went out to him because he's currently homeless. And he told me that he has a unique story. And he wanted to share the story and I wanted to share it with you, the watchers and the listeners. So can you tell me, I guess at the onset, where did you come from?
2: Well, I originally I came from Manitoba. Okay. I came to B.C. on a whim. Basically, I just decided to up and leave because it, I felt like I was being called there, I guess. So I ended up uh, coming to B.C. And through a series of uh, events, I ended up in Victoria, which is just uh, kind of, like, a year and a half. ago. Okay.
0: So, your experience has been all over the map. You had work when you first got here, correct? I was. You were working when you first got here? Uh, I actually wasn't. Oh, okay. That was my misunderstanding. Okay. So, what has your experience been when you first arrived?
2: Um, My experience when I first arrived, I ended up in a small town to start and that was uh, it, that was kind of boring to me I ended up, then ended up moving out of that small town and somewhere else actually that's
0: what I did work for it. Um, it doesn't matter about the details it's just oh um, I, I mean, you were willing to work you wanted to work but it ended up that it didn't work out for you, and right. you ended up not being able to sustain yourself, correct? Yes, right. That's really what I was, I was implying. Okay. Yeah. And so you've had some difficulties now living on the street. Mm-hmm. You've been targeted by individuals, correct? Mm-hmm. Would you care to share some
2: of the details of that? Okay, well, it's basically like this. There appears to be a group of people that have dedicated themselves and their free time to targeting homeless people select homeless people usually they pick out eccentric types Mm -hmm. um, types that can stick out because in their little game that they play they take on the role as the superhero that's what they call themselves, too, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, these um, individuals, allegedly, they go online. And I haven't been on their site to be fairly uh, fair in all this. I haven't been to their site to see this. I haven't had the resources to be able to see this. Yes. Um, but I am investigating it currently. Uh, they, they go online on these forums and they end up uh, basically spending their time coordinating either ways to target people. I speculate that there are those, some of these people that they target end up getting bounties on their head. I speculate, I don't know for a fact on this matter, but I do know that my experience does point me to the fact that this is happening though on some level. And there are many people that are simultaneously targeted as well that I've talked to and I'm not alone in this but what they end up doing is they target people oftentimes drug users because they can use the scapegoat code that they're just paranoid right. and that they're just uh, in psychosis or uh, something along those lines but um, and for the most part it's actually a really genius uh, almost an evil Scheme that they have set up. Like, it's actually really well thought out, except for the fact that it relies heavily on a person not maintaining their rationality throughout the experience. And And that's where they run into trouble with you because you've
0: maintained your rationality, correct?
2: Exactly. I mean, I've had my moments for sure, but like, I mean, this experience in itself has led to PTSD on many levels, but I have still uh, been able to uh, sustain my logic and I've been able to ration, rational, use my rational mind to uh, not. I'm how do I say this? Um, to come to this conclusion on, from an unbiased perspective, mm-hmm. I've challenged it many times, and many times I have um, ended with the belief of, okay, I must just be crazy. This this isn't actually happening. People aren't following me. This isn't actually happening. And then I come to that conclusion and I drop it. And then maybe a week or two later, then I have a similar experience where all of a sudden I get this feeling, my intuition is very strong. So what happens to me, I get a strong, sharp intuition. I see it happening. And I see what's going on in front of me. And they try to put people in these setups. They try to set them up in these positions where they end up getting compromised by either uh, setting up a trap for people so that it's like an opportunity to steal something or the opportunity to do whatever in terms of like a criminal activity and then they will I speculate based on what I heard from when I should probably add this the information i heard about the superhero uh, paradigm that they are working with it's kind of like a large group almost uh, this superhero paradigm is um, was introduced to me by the brother of of the people that are coordinating this, so I do have very good reason to believe that this is actually taking place, and he had a very compelling uh, uh, point of view and statement regarding what has taken place in his life and his friends' lives regarding the interactions that his brother has had with uh, other people, and, Team, or whatever you want to call it. I don't even know how many people are in this group, to be honest. And are they know, like frat boys? Or like, what are these people? It's possible, maybe. I don't know, but they are heavily invested in this game. And they'll do it. It, it seems as though that there's like, there must be like a point system, or people are either getting cash rewards, or it's possible that there is a uh, financial benefactor to this whole. Uh, uh, this whole game that they're playing, and it's a sick and twisted game because people are getting their minds twisted, they're they think they're going really crazy, targeting homeless people, the weakest people, uh, who are struggling to get by as it is, and not only that, but making it harder for them to pull themselves out of the situation they're in. And so, all of that added on top of it is very, very uh, intrusive to one's life, and not only that, but uh absolutely devastating
0: person's uh, safety. So that was the first segment of my interview with Thaddeus. Uh, you're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour. And anyway, before I play the next segment, I basically, well, I wanted to give you a little backstory on this. When I came close to stepping off and being in the same circumstance It really was because I had lost all sense of meaning in my life and it was really difficult for me. I I was very successful, very financially successful, but I felt guilty for that success. And I also, when the truth came out about the corporations that I was representing, when the truth came out that they were not on the up and up, I felt responsible for hurting other people. And so... When Thaddeus talks about wanting meaning, wanting to do something with meaning, it really struck a chord inside of me. So again, I apologize for the audio quality, but hopefully you guys can still hear it adequately. So if you want to go ahead and hit play on that file, Ana. Okay. We'll be back. So where where do you sleep, if I can ask you? There are various places that I sleep. I I mean, I, I know you don't want to share those those places because you want to protect yourself, but I'm, just to get an idea, um, where do you sleep when it's raining outside? We're coming into the winter season, and how do you keep the,
2: the weather off oh, of this? That's you? a good question. I mean, considering the fact that over the first, uh, like, last three or three months, it hasn't really been raining here at all, so... Yeah. Now that we're moving to that scene, I honestly don't I, don't. I just don't. So I'm trying not to worry about it. I'm just kind of playing it by ear, as I have been for the last person. of the time I've been homeless. Um,
0: so, so do you have access to health and all, like the social services? or?
2: Uh, It's varying degrees, yes. Yeah. Um, however, the cost of revs out here is... The same, yes, yeah. for one, uh, two, the amount of money that it takes to be able to first build your way up out of that is like you know, this so, like, that also says to that cost of living factor, yes. But, um, uh, there, there are resources, but they're not they're not doing their job well enough and I mean yes and also like I mean here in Victoria there is a lot of resources in terms of like food and clothing and stuff like this but uh, the problem is that the culture itself seems to be pushed down and bogged down to certain degrees, whereas uh, our varying levels, it's need more difficult to pull ourselves out of the situation, almost seemingly intentionally. Yeah. I don't know why that would be, but it seems that
0: way. Uh, oh, we kick the dog, people, right? So. We kick the stray dog, out. that's human nature, yeah. and you're unfortunately seen as a stray dog
2: we are actually by their terms the undesirables
0: yeah well I was really impressed with the conversation that we had last night because it was obvious to me that you have a brain in your head and you have a heart and so I don't know you must have some ideas you must have some thoughts that could help other people like yourself if the powers that be would be willing so would you like to share any of those thoughts and ideas
2: uh, of things that could well I, yeah I mean
0: if rent is expensive and there's not a lot of money that's available for you with social services correct so how can if budget is not there how can people forget about the government how can we the people help people like you to get off of the street and empower you to you know be self-sustaining for example so that you can have shelter and have food in the stomach
2: this is a really good question actually um oh. I don't, I don't know if I have a good one solution because I feel like the problem is so multifaceted.
0: That share, it's like, share some of those. I mean, it's not going to come down to one solution, but just just, you know, speak freely. Your
2: thoughts, your perceptions. Well, I feel like the system itself is a problem. And the system itself needs to be completely overhauled, and that is is in essence uh, a very big task. Everything from the education system to the war on drugs to uh, every every detail about the system and society that we live in has to be tweaked to a very degree in order to... uh, system that can work for everyone mm-hmm. because what ends up happening where I've seen is that a lot of people within the homeless community are people that fall outside of uh, the doors of society like they're on the fringe almost yeah so
0: and it's easy to judge them if they're drug users or whatever right? yeah
2: exactly put them in a box and write them off yeah right. meanwhile the rest of society can go and drink their faces off for the weekends and that's okay, yeah. right? But uh, we're very hypocritical, our
0: society. So, okay, what about the the church community? Do do the local church members or the you know, the congregations in general do they help in any sort of way? Yeah, I mean, they offer emotional support, I guess.
2: From my experience, maybe there's more to it. Yeah. I have a whole lot of experience with many churches and there's one I stop by at, uh, during the weekday to get coffee and talk to the people there a little bit um, and, and that's been good I mean there's some support there on that level mm-hmm. prayer and whatnot um in terms of like financial support or like actual like physical support in terms of helping hands-on type thing, not really. But uh, uh, I don't know if I would ever expect that anyway. Though it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. Again, the problem is just so
0: deeply. Rooted. So for you yourself, what would it take without? You know, getting the handout. Everyone talks about how bad it is to give handouts or whatever. What would you see as an effective way to get a hand up or a leg up, if you will, so that you can get from your circumstance right now and be employable, for example? May I ask, do you
2: want to work? I want to work, but the problem that I face is that. I've worked jobs before in my past yeah. where I... Uh, like 40-hour-a-week jobs, full-time jobs, and I worked many years doing that. Yeah. And although my job wasn't horrible, it was so so dissatisfying that I felt so dead inside that it didn't even matter that I was making money to begin with. I would spend it all because I was that... Miserable. Yeah. So that describes many people, I think. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm -hmm. So, due to that fact, um, eventually I
2: uh, came. uh, What happened to the race? No, I. The the job that I was working for at the time was. there wasn't as much work anymore. There's a kind of like relative of work for the workers, so I, would, I ended up having to go out of employments. Okay, was the first year of uh, while I was in BC. Okay. And then during that span of time, I, uh, I guess I grew accustomed to not working. And then over that span of time, I realized more and more that the job that I was asked was interfering with my ability to uh, Find a level of peace that I was able to with it. Right. Um, as much as it may be necessary for those jobs to fill, I just feel like there's just certain roles for people to play in the world at large that isn't being uh, the hardest, I guess, so where being, there's people. People have talents that aren't really being used effectively in this world. That, if put to proper use, could actually benefit society and the world in ways that it couldn't fathom. So you're not a drone. No. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Yeah, I just simply can't. Yeah. For me, myself personally, I can't. Maybe others can, and that's fine for them, you know. But like for me personally, I don't operate that single. I just can't. Yeah. Not At this point, but at least I just can't. I mean, I'm open to working, I mean, even, like, I could work even a job that wasn't uh, a full-time or anything, maybe part-time job, uh, doing something that would be, say, quote you as phone-type work, mm-hmm. uh, maybe part-time if I had to, but, like, I know, I know that within myself that it works to the point where I had to do that full-time, to make my money, I would be so stressed out that I would be back to square one. I would, to be quite honest, probably want to shoot myself. Yeah. And...
0: So if I can put some words in your mouth, because what you're saying really rings true for me, is I want my life to have meaning. I want to be productive with my time and my energy and it's not so much about the buck, it's just I want to do something that means something yes, absolutely and in this world it's not easy to do that because the way everything is set up is you just turn screws or you punch out freedom fries or whatever or minimum wage if you're lucky
2: yeah and you know for some people that fulfills them that's great yeah you know like uh, I have uh, that's actually the point you raised like uh, yeah no I I need to have meaning if there's no meaning to what I'm doing then I literally I question the whole span of time that I'm doing this like why am I doing this if this isn't be anything yeah or if there's no purpose to it right especially if i'm working towards building up a society that i don't believe in to begin with you know it's like actually that point i something negative even in my mind
0: yes betraying yourself yeah i do hear you so you're tuned in to shift happens empower hour on kootenai co-op radio my name is jeff
1: and i'm anna
0: and we, or I, was interviewing Thaddeus, a homeless person in Victoria. And uh, yeah, I have to say that I, I really enjoyed the, all the conversation that I had with him. It brought back a lot of old memories, and it made me very grateful for how my life did turn out, because it could have been much, much worse. And that was the reminder for me. So.
1: Um, And just to let the listeners know, I am posting this interview link because I really think it's worth checking out the YouTube video of Thaddeus's interview. you will understand better what, um, what it's all about and why they're targeting him. And, I am going to post the links to that video on both the Kootenai Co-op Radio Facebook page and the Shift Happens mm-hmm. Facebook page. So
0: basically what she's implying is, is that because he's been labeled a, a villain, he actually has made himself look like a villain. He's playing that role, right. and but he's not. I mean, he's you guys are listening to him. He's very smart, he's very sensitive, and... Anyway, it's a hellacious place for him to be in, but he also, well, I I won't say anything. I think we should just continue to play the recording. So if you want to go ahead and hit play, Anna. Okay. We'll be back. For yourself, is this the first time coming out here that you have been homeless?
2: Yes. Uh, This. Little stint that I've been on. is yes, yes. the first time I've been published. Okay.
0: And is there any opportunity for you to move elsewhere? Would you go back to Manitoba, for it's, example?
2: It's an option that I've considered. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure yet because at the moment I'm I'm just I'm in the process of trying to figure out what to do about this situation regarding the bullies that are um, that have been harassing people around me.
0: Yep you feel that you need to address them? Are you trying to defend your fellow people that live on the street?
2: Yeah, they're definitely vast. And also due to the fact that I know far more about the situation than I've even let on right now. Yeah. Uh, That I'm in a position where I am kind of, I have a duty to do something about it. I can't mm-hmm. just sit back and do nothing and say nothing. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, this is going to keep happening to else. And this is deeply,
0: deeply rooted in darkness. It is mm-hmm. terrible. It is terrible. I've been very proud of it. The bigger picture is not So do you feel... I'm a spiritual man. Do you feel that this was part of your path? This oh, experience?
2: Definitely one hundred percent. Okay. It honestly the last uh three, four or five months has felt like a continuous movie has been playing out. hmm Everything from like uh, it's, it's crazy experiences like uh how I say this.
0: You can speak candidly.
2: Um it's, I'm thinking... Well, my experiences have been, like, more or less in ways that... It's like, what I've been going through hasn't ever been experienced by anyone like this. Like, I mean, I was cast as a supervillain without my understanding. Can I ask you, Thaddeus, what you've
0: experienced from the hand or at the hand of these individuals?
2: Well, they put me in positions that... Uh, for example they'll set me up in ways where they'll, they'll kind of lure me and lead me they'll like all of a sudden like some random person will pop up and be like hey let's go do so and so or whatever and then I'll go along that kind of pathway with them and then I'll kind of get this feeling along the way something's alright and then as it's all kind of happening there are these events that seem almost too too, too like I do believe that there's some synchronicity in this world but there's just too too many synchronicities that happen in this small span of time before it's not be something or Mm -hmm. be something, so Mm -hmm. uh, I always get this very distinct feeling of danger, but I also it's really hard to articulate when these things happen because there's just so many different things that happen within an event yeah. where it's like all of a sudden the character that I'm talking with or interacting with will tell me to go to so and so place and uh, go there and do something. things so I'll go there and then along that path there may be a kind of distraction that take me off that path that will lead me to like a setup or something a type of situation where uh they would want me to go with them on like some kind of like a uh quest to go steal something or whatever, but I never fell for it. So uh every single time it kind of happened I dodged them because I felt a bad feeling about going into it so I wouldn't do it. And then I stopped and then over time it progressed and got grew in magnitude. There's more people involved uh as went on, and then the more people I got involved in this uh, <coughs> reached the alarming level sometimes uh, where I speculate how much I still have to hold myself uh, to the degree where I have to ask myself if all of the interactions I went through that I thought may have been interactions with, uh, involving these uh superheroes. Uh, some of them may not have been just simply because my mind may have jumped to conclusions early because I was expecting it to happen. You know what I mean? So some of them probably aren't. So it's a lot of like there's a lot of things that did happen. And there's a lot of things that happened but I probably was slightly paranoid. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a mixture. So that's kinda of like where it's really hard to uh, explain. But throughout this, I have been able to uh, discern a lot better over time about mm-hmm. where is it happening, or is it not happening. Uh, like it got, you know, like it's just got to stupid levels now, where it's like I'm interacting with people that like, are like James Bond villains, like they're like like stereotypical, just like over the top, overblown, stupid.
0: Maybe that's uh, part of their game. It very well. If cooked. it is a game and they're trying to turn this into a, a movie-like experience, then yeah. maybe they're going over the top with it.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's been moments where it feels like I'm in a cross between the trivia show is tribute show means uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes his, like Deadpool means right something. It's just a very unique story. Uh, and in that way and in that right, it has felt like a movie experience or it's like a second question if there's an audience watching or something because it's not over the top I maybe mean, it would make a good show uh, so are you
0: writing your treatment I, you know what I'm saying are you writing a script maybe take advantage of the circumstance that you're in I mean, you're feeling it. You're experiencing it full on. One thing I can say, I mean, I've I've been down and out myself. And somewhere deep inside, I hoped and I felt that things were going to turn around for myself. And it didn't happen overnight. It's little baby steps, one step after another. But can you see yourself effectively... Using whatever your creative form is, whether it's music, art, or what have you. Oh, definitely. To tell the story. Oh, definitely.
2: Definitely. Very, very unique story. Very unique story.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's the interview. There's one more segment of my interview that I did with Thaddeus in Victoria. Um, By the way, you're listening to Shift Happens, The Empower Hour. And my name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And yeah, so we're going to play this file and uh, we'll close out with, um, well... With a song. With a song again. But anyway, I'm hoping that you enjoy this. It's, it's not easy material. It's not easy to listen to, but I hope that you appreciate the heart and the intelligence of this young man. And also, the thing I'm excited about with this segment that we're going to finish off with is he shares what he learned and what he is learning from being homeless. So he's not seen himself as a victim, at least not too much. He's definitely seen the, the bright side of things, the silver lining, if you will. So if you want to go ahead and hit play on that, Anna. Okay. And thanks, folks, for listening. It's always awesome to get the feedback from the people who are regularly tuning in to our show and listening to our labor of love. The show that I do is called Shift Happens. And we talk about the problems quite often, but we also try to talk about the solutions. Trying to focus a bit on the silver lining of the cloud. So for yourself, what has been the silver lining of your experience living on the street? The silver lining is that it has
2: taught me a lot about humility as well as um, learning to get by on my own without having to rely on anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having to learn how to survive in a very strange world uh, has strengthened me in many ways that I can't articulate. It's giving me a sense of freedom on one hand, which um, from other people's perspectives that uh, from the perspective of the people that think that I'm undesirable, they don't want me to feel that sense of freedom, but yet it is something that does come with it on some level, you know, like it's... Mm -hmm. It's liberating in it, some ways, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And that's the, the thing. And that's another reason why I think a lot of people are to getting caught up. and not leaving it necessarily. I know for myself that I do. I would rather have a room with a bed that I can go through every night that I knew yeah. was mine. That would be, be great, You know, if you yeah. for how expensive it was. Um, but
0: uh, I guess the point solar silver lining though well it's obviously making you stronger yes definitely Uh, and like you've already alluded independent so I'm not going to say if I'm going to say when you turn things around and you're no longer on the street what will you do for other people who are in the same boat that you're in right now you just forget them? Oh, definitely. I could never. I could never. uh, Being in that
2: position, you can't ever go back to seeing it the other way again because like, before I became homeless, I didn't really understand that world at all, really. I had my own ideas about it. I didn't experience it, so therefore I didn't really understand the culture at all. I can't not know them. So, like... Mm -hmm. In little ways, like I have to, I can't not do nothing. To know what I'm going to do, though, is hard to say, but yeah. But I definitely would never sort of blind eye to any of them. So, I
0: guess in closing, do you have any? thoughts that you'd like to share with people who see this and hear this and they want to help what would be the best way i mean we can say what well, we pay our taxes and that's how homeless people are helped but that is obviously incorrect or it's not nearly sufficient but if, if we have someone that would like to help out, they'd like to pitch in. And maybe they don't even live in your community here. I come from the Kootenays. So, do you have any suggestions? As someone that's on the, literally on the
2: ground level, literally. Ultimately, I think one of the biggest things is to see them as humans too. Yeah, uh, being able to step into the perspective that they are just—they are humans too. They are any worse or better than the uh, observer, or the person judging. Mm-hmm. It's—I I think that's one of the biggest things. Really, it's a small thing, but it's really a big thing. To say, oh. mm-hmm.
0: But the bottom line is, you're not a bad person. No, no. Uh, you want to make a difference with your life. And you're looking for opportunities to get back on your feet. Oh, definitely. Right? And would you be open to being productive in whatever the area is? Not necessarily getting paid, but being provided room and board, for example, in exchange for being
2: productive. Oh, totally. I mean, like... For me as an artist, I have, I, I, if I'm in a, in a place where I feel as though I have a safe space where I can store my stuff without having to worry about it being stolen, like most yep. does. While for us, I can be in a space where I can start projects and work on projects and don't have to worry about which projects being stolen the next day. You know? yep. That's one of the issues that I face every day is that. Things are constantly stolen all mm-hmm. the time. I cannot hold on to anything or expect that anything is going to be kept. Yeah. Everything is stolen. Yeah, I guess awesome. So, yeah, I would be a million times more productive in my uh, artistic pursuits mm-hmm. uh, if I had a move to go to.
0: Definitely. Well, I have no idea how many people are going to listen or watch this, but my hope is, is that your story and how you communicate it will help you and others that are facing the same thing in whatever community they're in. And I tip my hat to you because it is important to articulate to Speak your truth. And hopefully those with a heart, those with a soul will actually not only listen but take action. So thank you.
2: That's
0: and that's it. You've been watching a special edition of Shift Happens, the Empower Hour in the province's capital, Victoria BC. Thanks for watching. All right, so that was the interview that I did with Thaddeus a few weeks ago. You're listening to Shift Happens, The Empower Hour. I wanted to play a song that I thought would be compatible with what was discussed. And I came across a tune by Joe Walsh called The Confessor. And I'm going to play it for you, but before I do that, I would actually like to read the lyrics to you so that you are very clear on what it is that he is saying because I think it really does sum everything up. And so I'm going to read the lyrics right now. The Confessor by Joe Walsh. If you look at your reflection at the bottom of the well, what you see is only on the surface when you try to see the meaning hidden underneath The measure of the depth can be deceiving. The bottom has a rocky reputation. You can feel it in the distance the deeper down you stare. From up above, it's hard to see, but you know when you're there. On the bottom...